From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. On today's show, we're talking about what you can do to laugh, giggle, smile, and most of all, make marriage fun again. And Dale Carnegie had this to say about fun. He said, people rarely succeed unless they have fun in what they are doing. And I'm just going to add, people rarely succeed in marriage unless they have fun in what they are doing. That's right. And that's what we're going to be talking about. But first, I do want to address the fact that Tony's voice sounds a little bit different. A lot different. So <laughs> He's Ugh. dealing with the fall change of seasons here in Southern California and the winds that we have blowing. So if you're like, wait, is he, is he okay? Was, they're not crazy winds, but we just have like hot days, cold nights. And it for some reason this year, it has hit me. It's hit me. So if you ever wonder if he actually speaks the opening each and every week, he does. That's do. why it sounds a little different this week. But getting into the show, we start every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And, you know, the hug is really our opportunity to applaud what you're doing, the breakthroughs that you have to be able to share your story with the entire One family. And this hug came from an email we received that starts with coaching was Elisa with Elisa was a very difficult step for me to take because it meant opening up to someone about the challenges that my husband and I were having. Learning to identify our struggles and actually call them out means that they don't have power over us anymore. Coaching with Elisa brought me into a world of trust. Through a lot of love and boundary teaching, Elisa taught me to trust not only her, but my husband and others. Allowing others into my life wasn't easy for me. Now I'm able to make friends and push harder to cross over the anxiety. I've made leaps and bounds in discovering more about my actual identity. Masks I never knew I had have been identified and removed. 20 and even 30 years of masks I've been wearing. And I'm only 40. Mm. I'm so grateful she pushed me out of my comfort zone for my marriage. It's amazing what happens when you guys take that that step. Because it's, it's a bold step. Mm-hmm to do coaching and it does take a lot of courage. And so it's always neat for me to, to hear from a coaching client and actually be able to share a coaching client with you all just about the breakthrough that happens in marriage. And you know, it's so much is, but is what we're committed to doing on this show. Like we're going to talk about the hard things. We're going to, you know, talk about the, the heavier topics, but just like last week's show where we were talking about, you know, the size of your mattress. Um, sometimes we just got to get into it and talk about like, some lighthearted things. We got to, we got to talk about the bringing fun back into your marriage. We've got to talk about those topics, which I would say, and and what, and I would even say though, even though, you know, making marriage fun again, it it can be, you you may perceive it as a light topic, but I think it could be heavy at time when, when you're not having fun, Mm -hmm. when when there isn't, when there's things that like your expectations are like, we should be going to do this or have, have this going on or that. And it's not. And mm-hmm. over time, that can that can be a weight. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, so we are talking about, you know, making marriage fun again today. And the reason for it is, you know, a lot of couples and we get the emails, we get the Instagram DMs and Facebook messages and stuff of couples that that aren't having fun after the wedding or after kids or with work schedules, volunteering and, ex- you know, extended family life and all these things that have us so busy. And, and we get these messages basically to the effect of, well, where'd the fun go? Mm-hmm. Why are why are we the one couple in the world that is not having fun? And I just want to 
pause there for a quick second and say, if you ever think that you're the only couple in the world going through something, I can promise you, given the fact that I've been coaching for nine years and Tony and I have been behind these microphones for 11 and a half and have heard so many stories, you are not the only couple going through it. You're going through a season in your marriage. Absolutely. You're not the only one. Mm-hmm. And it can be easy to get caught up in all of the stuff that, that's not happening in your marriage where the fun is not happening. And you, what we want to start off the show is by saying is that, that fun is important. Mm-hmm. Laughter is important. It's important to your physical health and it's important to your mental health. And, and that's why we're doing this show. It's become really obvious to us just based on, on messages and conversations that we've been having with people lately that, that we need to address bringing the fun back into marriage. And, you know, the, really the catalyst for the show came the other day when I, I was watching a TV show and previously recorded, you know, all of this, but the characters in the show, it was snowing and group of adults. And they talk about going to make snow angels and, you know, it's kind of woven throughout the story. And then at the end, one character says to the other characters, Hey, let's go out and make snow angels. Okay. And there's this awkward pause where you have all of these adults, like in their thirties, forties, fifties, looking at each other going, do we, or don't we like, are we, are we too adult to go do this? And they end up going out and making the snow angels and that's the end of the episode. But yeah, so there was this input going on and then we were, we were putting the finishing touches on the six pillars of intimacy book, which is coming out in November, the full version and really doing a lot of research around the recreational intimacy pillar, Mm -hmm. right? And what it looks like and what it means and what's being said about fun in marriage Mm -hmm. And, and specifically how does, how does having fun impact the two of you? And I want to just say something here that it's, it's interesting as you're just talking about that. I think there's a lot of messaging that happens like after the wedding mm. that really almost robs us of having fun. Mm-hmm. Like, like there, there's just certain messaging that just begins to be said or just conveyed where the fun doesn't happen anymore. Like we were dating and that was cool. We could have funny, we fun. We could be silly. We could do all this stuff. Oh, with the wedding, we could, we could plan and we could do all this stuff and the wedding's going to be so amazing and there's going to be so much fun. And yet once we get married, the messaging all of a sudden flips. Well, I mean, you get crazy phrases like, you know, ball and chain, mm-hmm. right? Ball and chain as a reference to a wife, um, there is no fun implied in that. Right. Right. And so when you look at what the research says, and I just want to share a little bit about this uh, with you guys today, but research has shown that when you engage in fun activities, you decrease the levels of cortisol, which is the stress hormone, and you increase your serotonin levels, which help mood and sleep. Okay. So how many of us could use less stress and better mood and sleep? Mm -hmm. If you're not raising your hand, then I'm just going to assume that you're having a lot of fun and that's why you don't have to raise your hand. And that's awesome. Which, yeah, I'm like actually a little bit envious. Let's right go. Yeah. You know, because having fun, it starts to encourage that creativity and productivity, right? Cause your, your brain just gets thinking in different ways when you're having fun. Researchers have also found that married couples who go on frequent dates, again, this is that whole recreational intimacy mm-hmm. and take part in activities together, have a lower divorce rate. Couples who spend time together weekly are three and a half times more likely to report being happy in their relationship. And Dating regularly, guys, having fun together, even just once a month can lower the chances of divorce by 14%. So your recreational intimacy pillar is absolutely important. So you guys strengthening that pillar is going to help you in so many ways. 
Yeah, we're not just talking about having fun for the sake of having fun, although that's not a bad thing, right? Fun for the pure sake of just like a good laugh, you know, like like the cat videos. And I was actually talking to a client about cat videos the other day because their cat apparently was scratching, I don't know, like scratched a button out of the upholstery or something. And I, I just looked at the husband. And I go, you should make a video of the cat just hanging there like a paratrooper. I go, put it up on YouTube, make it viral. It's a whole nother stream of income. And we just had a good laugh about it because everybody understands the the funniness in the cat videos and the laughter. <laughs> that comes with it. That comes with it. And, and hey, for Elisa and I, there have been times in our marriage where we we have been so serious that we haven't laughed. Mm-hmm. In, in all honesty, there have been times when we have been so uh, almost like stoic in, in like, oh, well, we can't, we can't do that, that we lose sight of what it means to strengthen this recreational intimacy pillar. And it's caused friction and it it's created cracks in that pillar for us. And so we have gone through many a different seasons and, and currently for us, and, and I just want to say this too, Elisa and I, from even the beginning days of our marriage, we have done different things. We've tried different things. We've, we've gone from like hiking every weekend mm-hmm. to, you know, getting out and just going like, for an adventure paddle boarding, or we shared about um, just going on jet skis or, you, you know, just going for drives. I mean, so many of things have changed and ebbed and flow. And, and Elise and I have had to um, strengthen our emotional intimacy in that. So that way we, we both are understanding like, Hey, are we, are we having fun when we're doing this? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's not like one of us is always like, Oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. And the other one's like, this is horrible. I mean, Although that can sometimes happen mm-hmm. and we're stretching one another, you know, one of us is like, Hey, come on. Like Elisa's stretching me to be like, let's go do this. And I'm like, eh, I don't know if I really want to. And, and I'm stretching her as well. So we have ebbed and flow in this. And that's normal, right? Your, your pillars of any of your pillars of intimacy will have a natural ebb and flow to it. But, but when there are cracks in a pillar, when you aren't having the fun in your marriage, it's super important to go, okay, wait, why? Why are we not having fun? What What is impacting our relationship and keeping us from having fun? And, and so we have to take a look at why fun disappears out of a marriage. And, you know, one of the biggest culprits is a lack of time, right? We can get into a place where, yeah, and this is this has been a big, I think, a big culprit for us is that we get so busy doing all the things that we think are good things and that we're supposed to do because, you know, we're responsible adults that we don't actually make time to just do the fun, right? Because because we're adults now, right? We're married. I mean, Tony and I are almost married 25 years, you guys. Like we've lived a lot of our, we've both lived more than half our lives with each other. Mm-hmm. And so, and we've raised kids and we've, you know, have businesses and we write books and we do all, like, we have a lot of adulting in our life, which can have us saying, you know what, I'm I'm too busy, right? The kids schedules, we've got this going on or, or you know what, I did say yes to, you know, to serving here. Or I said yes to this obligation. Or I said yes to all these other things. Like, like, I don't have time to have fun with you. And so that lack of time can be one of the culprits or you can get into the culprit of well you know what we just we're just we're very routine oriented right we just we like doing the same thing and while there's nothing wrong with doing the same thing because it's it can be easier and it can be comfortable you can get so into the same routine that you're actually not engaged with your spouse or with even being present in the moment because you mm-hmm. know oh well you know we're going to go to dinner 
which for some couple trying for some couples being out at a restaurant is a lot of fun. It's one of the ideas that we're going to share with you guys later. But if you're going to the same restaurant and ordering the same food and basically having the same conversation, you can actually lose the fun in that because your routines are just like, oh, well, you know, it's, it's Saturday. We, we always just go have breakfast together and then we walk on the beach. For some couples, if there's novelty in that, you'll have the fun. But you can, you can lose that if you're always being in a place of routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stress, you know, financial stress can start to rob you of like, well, we can't do this or we can't do that. I remember a time in our in our lives where that was the case. And and really, I wish somebody was just saying, hey, you know what? Go pick up that card game. Go pick up Yahtzee. Go, you, you can still have fun. It's not about your finances. It's about what you're doing together. Mm-hmm. How, are you, how are you strengthening your recreational intimacy without having to spend money? You, you can do it. We have done it. And I, in all honesty, I've, I think I've shared this, but we love just playing this Monopoly deal card game. And it, it's fun. For, for me, it is fun. It, it takes me away from everything else. And Elise and I get to get competitive with one another. And it costs us nothing more than the deck of I think it's cards. It's like an $8 deck of cards. I mean, you know what? I'll put a link to Monopoly deal here in the episode notes so you guys can see it. Check it out. But don't let the stress of finances take away and rob you. Please don't don't do that. From from somebody who who that has happened to, you you don't. You can have fun in your marriage even during those times. Mm-hmm. And there's also relational stress. Um, when I work with so many coaching clients that when they first start working with me, the the relational stress, the, the emotional weight that they're under can really rob them of the ability to have fun. And I always know when a couple is in the middle of their breakthrough or, or moving towards the other side of it. Cause I can see it in the laughter and mm. in the playful touches that they have with one another when we're doing our sessions. Cause you know, everything's on zoom. And so I, I can see that interaction. I can see when the weight. No, had- some, no, something you, you just said something. I just wanted to, to touch base on that. Very interestingly enough, you said, as you saw them growing and strengthening in their, in their, in their marriage, um, the two pillars that really got highlighted to me was one, the recreational, they're yeah. having fun, right? Mm-hmm. The activities of the day and, and also the physical intimacy. Mm-hmm. The, the touch became part of that equation again. So how is that growing and strengthening their marriage and their pillars? Well, because when you're under relational stress, you tend to withhold touch mm-hmm. or you don't want to give it, right? Because like if there's been broken trust, which can be another culprit or, or you're under all the weight of what's going on, you, you just kind of, a lot of people retreat into themselves. And so mm. when there's that breakthrough, when you start getting those fun injections, then you can, you can re-engage. Mm. And, and again, you know, if we talk about broken trust being that fourth culprit, it, it's hard to have fun when you're still dealing with all your pain. It's why a lot of people come to coaching and get involved in a healing process for themselves and the relationship because we, we all have this desire to have fun. It, you know, it doesn't, fun doesn't have to look the same for everybody, right? You know, some people really like the, the comedy club, you know, comedian on stage. I just want to roll in my seat laughing for, you know, a good hour. And other people are like, I want to watch, you know, I want to, let's go back to the cat videos. I could sit in front of cat videos or Tony's got this Italian comedian that he, that he follows on social media and I'll f- hear him randomly, you know, around the house. And I always know when he's watching it. Cause all of a sudden you hear this laughter that bubbles up from wherever he is. But 
but we have to look at this being an extraordinary couple, having strong six, six strong pillars of intimacy means that we have to, we have to address this. We have to address how to bring the fun back. And let's do that after this break. Did you know the average couple waits six years to get help from challenges in their marriage? That's six years of struggling and feeling like something is off of wondering why you can't seem to change things. Stop waiting. At One Extraordinary Marriage, we offer marriage coaching with Elisa. Elisa coaches couples just like you wanting more in their marriage. Here's what one husband had to say. We were at the point of changing our behavior or going our separate ways. My wife suggested marriage coaching, but I was skeptical. I didn't need to be skeptical. Elisa helped us get to the core of our issues and gave us the tools we needed to have an awesome marriage. Now, our marriage is stronger than ever. Our communication is better. Our finances are transparent. We discovered date nights again, and our sex life is wow. If you think marriage coaching isn't for you, I promise that if you are committed to making a change, that is exactly the road you should take. Apply for coaching at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. Don't wait six years. Go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. We're back and we're talking about making marriage fun again. And you know, when it comes to talking about action, you know, I got to start with the practical, right? And and the very first thing that I want to share with all of you that we want to share with you is you have permission to have fun. 100%. Like I, I will actually repeat that because some of you need to know that you have permission to have fun in your marriage. Mm-hmm. Just, just let that, like I actually get emotional thinking that, that somebody listening right now just needed to hear those words. That's why you are tuned into the show today. Mm. Yes, you're an adult. Yes, you have responsibilities. Those two things do not exclude you from having fun in your marriage. They're not mutually exclusive. In fact, the fact that you're an adult and married and having responsibilities actually means that you probably have like a greater need to have fun because you got all that stuff on your plate. So the fun becomes that infusion of, of connection and the laughter and, you know, again, lowering the cortisol and raising the serotonin. We could all use more of that. You have permission. And because you have those responsibilities and you are an adult, it also means that you've got to schedule it. And let me be real clear. I'm not saying schedule fun at like, you know, Thursday at 2.22 p.m., you know, in the afternoon. But what I'm saying is you've got to make windows of time where you're going to be intentional about having fun with one another. Put an afternoon on the calendar on a Saturday or a Sunday where you're like, you know what? It's just going to say fun. You'll figure out what you're going to do when you get there, but you know it's on the calendar or, you know, Tuesday night after the kids go to bed, fun time. Make it, make it be a part of how the two of you operate so that your calendar doesn't get filled up with all the adulting responsible things and your, your fun life, your, your mental health, the physical benefits of actually just laughing actually have a place on your calendar because it's that important, right? Change up your routines. Come on. You can still go try, you know, you can still go out to eat and go to the restaurants, but go to different restaurants. I mean, we have had, we've had lots of laughter over the things that when we broke out of our routines, haven't gone so well. Like if I, and I know we've shared this many times, but it's been a little while since I sh- we've talked about the hot springs in our marriage. Um, probably around, it's probably been like 15 years longer, what? 20, like your, your desire for, yeah, it's been about 20 years. Well, uh, it, it would be about 20 odd years yeah. because it's when we were doing all our, all yes. our hiking along the, uh, okay. 
three ninety five. So so Tony had this fascination with hot springs and wanting to go to hot springs. And me being the wonderful supportive wife is like, okay, fine, yo, know, honey, that that sounds like a great idea. Let's go to hot springs. And so he bought this book on hot springs. And so the funny thing is, the first one he takes me to is the crab cooker. No, that wasn't the first one. The first one we went to was like it was more. It, the, the one we went to, the first one on, on the eastern side of the Sierra Nevadas was, there was a lot of people there. It, it was more of just sort of a common one. And we were like, eh, not really feeling that vibe. Because sometimes at Hot Springs, people are naked. And so you're kind of like, yeah, it's, it's just, just like, it, it, it just, just gets a, a little too much for uh, for me, even then and even now. I'm just sort of like, I want to go to Hot Springs and I want to enjoy it. But it was just more like, it, it was just... I felt like it was a, a more of a party vibe. So we we're like, eh, not doing this. And so we went looking for another one. And there was this one, it was called the crab cooker. And I was like, oh, cool. This sounds really awesome. We, we went to the crab cooker. Uh-huh. And the coolest thing about this thing though, you're on the Eastern slopes of the Sierra Nevada. And it's this old porcelain bathtub. tub. Yeah, bathtub. It's, and, and there's a pipe coming out of the ground and water going into it. The reason it's called the crab cooker, though, is because the water is probably like a hundred and five hundred and six. No boiling. I it, think it's, it's like it, it was. It wasn't boiling, <laughs> but it was super, super hot. So you couldn't really get in the crab cooker. Um, but it was one of the most. The, the scenery places. was amazing, but but I shared these hot springs. I mean, we have we have probably ten hot spring stories because he was just on a mission <laughs> to do hot springs, and <laughs> and it just now. But here's why I share it because now it's funny. We yeah. actually like we can say hot springs to each other, and it just creates this laughter in us because we remember that memory of trying different things, breaking out of our routines. It didn't always go well. Like I will tell you, when I put, tried to put my body, starting with a toe, into the crab cooker, I was not the nicest Elisa. I was like, what the heck is this, right? I was a little bit cranky pants. Yeah, you were. But, but you get into that, and, and sometimes the laughter will come after when you have a little bit of time to process breaking out of your routines. Redemption, though, found hot springs in Montana. Lolo hot springs, not so good. Those are some of the ones I just remember. All right, next one. Yeah, I was going to Address say, the stress. <laughs> let's, let's address the stress. You know, you start looking, if you're not having fun, right, and you realize that it's stress, then what is it that the two of you, either individually or as a couple, need to take care of to to be able to get into that place where the stress is lower or you're stepping into doing small things that are going to help to even just reduce, you're going to have fun on purpose to reduce the stress. And I think the big thing here for myself is set expectations. Not every, like, I think sometimes we go into these things expecting our spouse to have this amazing experience and they are, but they don't react the way we want to. And so that even begins to stress us out in that moment. Mm-hmm. So we're not able to have fun. And so just set up your expectations. And, and I mean, I think this is one of the things I've learned over time is like, we do stuff together and I'm like, let's just go do it. And whatever Elisa's experience is, that's her experience. And I want her to have a great time and I want us to have fun together. And sometimes it doesn't go the, exactly the way I expect it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that that's a tough place to be as well, which can then add stress. So then you're like, well, why would I want to do that? And then we're not having fun. So just set some expectations with one another. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of this for Elise and I have just been able to go, okay, um, I remember when we did our staycation here and we were just relaxing and we did want to just press into just having more fun, doing more activities together. And I remember one day we just went to uh, resortpass.com and we found a cabana at one of the local hotels. And I, and I was like, the expectation for 
for me is like, all right, well, we're doing this and we're going to do this. And, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you want to do, Elise? Like, what, do you, what would just be cool for you to do? And she's like, I would love to just sit in the sun and read my book. I'm like, great. And we brought some, we brought our card game though, so we could play some cards, so we could have some fun doing that. But it was just sort of setting that expectation and just being like, all right, if that's what you want to do, mm-hmm. then that's how we're going to have fun today together. And it was just, it was a great day. We spent, I mean, almost eight hours there and we had fun laughing and, and just doing because we set the expectation for one another. Mm-hmm. So that way, when we got there, we could honestly just enjoy each other. And I want to say one thing too, like, especially if there's relational stress, have times where you're going to have fun without having to talk about the relationship. Like, like choose to just play a game or, you know, to, to laugh at a video so that you can just break free of it. But, you know, I, I, we actually wanted to, we cultivated this list of fun ideas or the actual question was, what are things, fun things that you like to do with your spouse? And I just want to share some of these with you because some of them you might be like, oh yeah, no, like we totally have. And a few of these, you're probably going to go, we've never thought about doing that. Because that was our reaction when I was going through this. The very first response that I saw said, build Legos. And we've had, you know, you guys know we have teenagers. Um, Our oldest who is now off at college is a huge, was a huge Lego kid growing up. And even during COVID, the very first thing when we first sat down, he's like, mom, I need a Lego set. Yeah. Found the biggest one I could, and it took like two days. Um, but, you know, th- the ability to just focus on something like Legos and just have conversations while you're building something together, I was like, oh, that's actually a really good idea. You know, couples are doing the water sports, like longboard or paddleboard or kayaking. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of folks in the One Family Facebook group who who ride motorcycles mm-hmm. together. And I know a number of them who do four-wheeling together in their groups, and they're, they're just all like in there talking about the fun they have on these excursions that they get to go in the motorcycling one is one that even in, in my heart, I'm like, Oh, that would be so much fun for Elisa and I, and and we're, and we're, we're, we're we're stretching ourselves and going, all right, what do we want to do that? That's this next season of life for us hiking. We've done that before. We've shared stories about that. You guys had different sports that you, uh, you talked about baseball, you know, ultimate Frisbee walking on the beach, you know, those activities where you're getting out, doing things Uh, another way that you guys have fun together is traveling Mm -hmm. and what does that look like it could be from a a road trip to a a weekend getaway but what is that that you know you get to go and you get to set that up and go all right others of you said yard estate sales well and I think a lot of that has to do with like the scavenger hunt aspect of it what are we gonna like for me I was like what are you gonna find yeah I'm pretty, I'm sure. And, and you're getting out and you're seeing new places and you're doing new things. I mean, it, I thought that was great. I thought that was great. Farmer's markets, another mm-hmm. way of just, Hey, you know, we're, we're off and we're looking and we're seeing and mm-hmm. we're doing stuff. Um, ones that I think are, are fun as well for around the holidays. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? This couple said they do matching costumes on Halloween or for Comic-Con, which a, a huge, you know, comic convention that's uh, been held here in San Diego for many years. But what are you doing? How do you, like I, I see you guys during the holidays, Thanksgiving, the the, the ugly sweaters that you guys are putting Christmas, on for Christmas. Yeah. They, they're, they're small. I understand sometimes they're small, and yet they bring us together in ways like Elisa said. It, it, sometimes we don't see it in the moment, but the memories that we treasure and we hold on to, those are where the laughter comes in as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and lastly, many of you said new restaurants, new new places to go. You know, I'd even add in there, I've seen many of you go axe throwing. 
you know, you guys are doing things of that nature. There, there are so many things that you can do to make your marriage fun again. Mm -hmm. It's making a choice though. Are you going to do it? Are you going to step out and go, okay, right now we know we need to address our recreational intimacy. Mm -hmm. And are we going to step out in a way that allows us to strengthen it? As you know from, from Elisa and I, when we look at marriage, it's not about mine or Elisa's. It's not about our marriage. It's about your marriage. What are you going to do? Pick something. Choose something. Be bold. Go after it. Whatever it may be, we're here to make your marriage extraordinary. Mm. That's why we get behind these mics. Because we started 11 and a half years ago in 2010 to impact one marriage. And so today, as we talk about fun, what's it going to be for you? For us, we've shared some of ours and others in the one family. What are you going to do this week to make your marriage fun again? We can't wait to hear from you guys. Share. We love to read your hug here on the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. Send us an email to hugs at One Extraordinary Marriage, and let's share your breakthrough. You guys have yourselves a fantastic week, and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.